Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. Israel sticks to their commitment by asking Samuel to intercede for them. And as Samuel offers that lamb, he cries out to the Lord and and God does the rest. And see, the thing is, is that God allows tests in your life. So you might be saying tonight, I have emptied myself before the Lord, but why am I still facing this Philistine? Maybe God is testing the faithfulness of your heart. Did you truly empty yourselves before me? The Lord often allows trials to enter into our lives, both to strengthen us and test our faithfulness to rely on Him. Today, Pastor Eric uses the example of the Israelites to display God's faithfulness despite the unfaithfulness of His people. How can you trust God more today as your sole provider in life? Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message in 1 Samuel 7. Jesus Himself gave thanks, saying, Father, I know you have heard me, right? He says this concerning when he raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. When is the last time that those words came out of your lips? Father, I know that you've heard me. I thank you for that. So we see in the first two verses that the people are crying after God. They need God. (laughs) And so here, God responds through his servant Samuel with good instructions to go by in verses 3 through 6. Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods and the astros, which are the Canaanite goddesses, from among you, and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines." So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the Astroth and served the Lord only. Verse 5, And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water, and poured it out before the Lord. And they fasted that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. So here we see the good instructions to go by, by the Lord. So the children of Israel are crying after the Lord. They need him. And so Samuel now speaks to the house of Israel and gives them four things to do. Did you guys catch them? Number one, return to the Lord with all your hearts. Number two, get rid of your gods. Number three, prepare your hearts to the Lord. And number four, serve God only. So Israel hears the instructions. They put away their false gods and goddesses. It drives them to action, and God's word should drive you to action. God's word should put you into motion. And it does just that for the children of Israel. So Samuel then has Israel gather together as one group and has them go to Mizpah so that he can pray for them. And then at Mizpah, the Israelites do an amazing thing. They drew water, and then they poured it out. They fasted before the Lord, and then they confessed their sins before God. Why is this amazing? Because the people here are recognizing that they are broken without God. They are broken without Him, and Samuel speaks to them how God can help them. Samuel was preaching repentance. 
Samuel was preaching to turn from the old and go towards God. Return to God. Get rid of your gods. Prepare your hearts and serve God only. And the people, you guys, responded by doing a ceremonial pouring of water. And this represented them being poured out before God. Meaning what? They were poured out. They stood empty before God. They stood empty before the Lord. The Israelites were communicating with God by their actions that they wanted to be filled by God. And the thing is, is that people, you and I have not changed today. We are still broken without God. Man is still broken without God. Just as Israel has sinned, guess what? People today sin. And the children of Israel's Israel was in need of repentance, just as the people of today are in need of repentance. The repentance that Samuel preached was so simple, wasn't it? It was so simple. Hey, turn to God with all your heart. Put away your false gods. Prepare your heart and serve God. There wasn't a whole bunch of do this, do that, don't do that, don't do this, dress this certain way. It was to give the heart to God. That's what it was. That's what God wanted. He's not, the Bible says that God is not interested in the sacrifice. He's interested in man's heart. And so here, God lays it out simply for the children of Israel. Hey, you need help. I want to help you. Come back to me. Come back to me. Put away these false gods that are not helping you. Prepare your hearts by emptying yourselves and then serve me and uh, I will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. Pretty simple, but yet very, very powerful. Prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Remove self. Serve God. And the message today is simple as well, right? Turn to Jesus. Confess him as your Lord. Him alone. There is no other God's. And the thing is, is that we can place many things before God. We can place many things before Jesus. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's church in general. But Jesus Christ needs to be God. He needs to be God. And we must deny ourselves just as our Lord has commanded us to do. He says, if you're going to be a disciple of mine, you must deny yourself. Meaning preparing your heart for the Lord. You can't have the Lord unless you empty yourself, right? Self has got to be removed. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you've got to have the flesh gone. And then serve Jesus. Serve God. And the thing is, is if you are broken and you do these four things, God has given us a promise in his word that he will deliver you from your Philistine. He has promised that. He has promised that he will deliver you. He will be your God and you will be his people. Jesus said, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. Guess who he's talking about? You guys. Those who believe in the name of Jesus, who are a follower of Christ, who are a believer of Christ, a Christian. (laughs) 
Those are the people he is talking about. He's saying that you will not be snatched out of my father's hand. Meaning what? That the Philistines cannot defeat you when you're in the hand of God. That should bring you joy and excitement in your heart, bursting forth that there is nothing that can take you out of your father's hand. Paul said this, through the Holy Spirit guiding him, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present, present nor things to come nor height nor debt nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That takes place when you are doing those four simple things, but yet powerful things. The key thing is fixing your heart on God and removing self and letting God do a great and mighty thing in and through you. And so Jesus is saying, you know, uh, as the Israelites, Jesus tells us to deny ourselves, right? And so the Israelites, when they come into Mizpah, they do this pouring out ceremony before God, saying, we are emptying ourselves. So in a sense, I would pour it on the ground, but I'm not going to do that. They are pouring on the ground, and they're saying to God, this is, this is our life to you, O God. We are pouring our life out to you. We are emptying ourselves. We do not want our old ways anymore. It's done with. Imagine this is on the ground. It's gone, soaked into the ground. Leaves them what? Empty. And that's where we need to be able to fight and win against the Philistines, because your flesh and blood will not overcome those battles. But when the Spirit of God pours His holy living water into you, you are what? First and foremost, you're clean and you're pure and you're filled with the presence of God. And then God then can bring the what? The victory in whatever you face because it's who living inside of you. Jesus Christ. So here, the children of Israel are empty. And they are filled with God. And so then God is promising them that He is going to win. He is going to deliver them. That is huge. Because those Philistines are nasty looking people. Those nasty looking situations. Those situations that make you want to go in your room and stay in your room and in your bed for days. But God is telling you, you turn to me, you put away anything that you're putting before me, you prepare yourself by emptying yourself, and you serve me, I've got it. I've got it. Do you believe that God's got it? Because he does have it. He has it. And so then, here we see the, this amazing scene going on. I wish we could have been there to visualize it. Way cooler than pictures, right? They, I mean, it would probably be amazing seeing the entire house of Israel gather together and them pouring this out because they were putting it into action. It was more than just verbally saying that they needed God. They were verbally communicating it to God by saying, look, we are, we are here for you. Amazing scene. But then, verses 7 through 17, we're going to see that God comes through on his promise. 
Maybe there's people tonight who need to see God come through on his promise. But I'd say he's going to come through. He's going to come through. Now when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered together in Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel. And the Lord answered him. Praise God. Now, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel, but the Lord thundered a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day, and so confused them that they were overcome by Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and drove them back as far uh, as, far as below Bethkar. Verse 12, then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer, saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and, and they did not come anymore into the, land, into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Then the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered its territory from the hands of the Philistines. Also, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Verse 15, and Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year on a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and judged Israel in all those places. But he always returned to Ramah, for his home was there. There he judged Israel, and there he built an altar to the Lord. So here we see that God is good on his verses. The Philistines, when the children of Israel is in the house, uh, as a house together in Mizpah, what better time to attack? What better time to bring an attack on the children of Israel? And so the Philistines gather this plan and say, we are going to get uh, together and fight against the, uh, the Israelites. And they went up against them. And Israel, they heard that the Philistines were coming and they became afraid. And so they asked Samuel, Samuel, please cry out to the Lord. Because remember what was just taking place. Samuel just said that God would deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. And here they go again against another battle. So if you were in that position, would you have doubt? Would you have doubt? I probably would have had doubt. Oh, sure. Yeah, right, preacher. Preacher Samuel, you just told us, and we just poured out some water, and now the Philistines are coming against us? Well, then just please just pray for us, because here we go again, right? Just pray for us. And I don't know their hearts, but I would have to assume that some people had to have doubted. But then there was those who said that was recorded that say to Samuel, pray for me, pray for us. Cry out to God. And Samuel did just that. He offered up a young lamb to the Lord and cried out to God. And as he cried out to God, as he was worshiping God, as he was interceding for the people, the father listened 
And he responded with a boom. Boom. And so then when that happened, the Philistines then, as we read, were driven back. The Israelites were going. So then when you hear that huge boom, I'm sure the Israelites heard it. They were like, we're going. We're driving these people out. This is God. He is coming. So then Samuel, he does what we should all do when God responds. He gives thanks to the Lord. He gives praise to the Lord. And then we see in the chapter, the remaining of the chapter, that the land is restored. These Philistine cities are given back to the children of Israel. Samuel then went and created the circuit going to city to city, ministering to the people every year. It's amazing. But here's the thing. God brings a test to the children of Israel. They say they cried out. They said that they're following him. Well, here comes the test. Let's test the faithfulness of your heart. The children of Israel emptied themselves just before this, before the Lord. Here's the question. Will Israel stick to their commitments? And Israel does. Israel sticks to their commitment by asking Samuel to intercede for them. And as Samuel offers that lamb, he cries out to the Lord and and God does the rest. And see, the thing is, is that God allows tests in your life. So you might be saying tonight, I have emptied myself before the Lord, but why am I still facing this Philistine? Maybe God is testing the faithfulness of your heart. Did you truly empty yourselves before me? Did you truly just say, I need you to overflow me and you take over? Or are you going to run back to your flesh and let your flesh take care of the situation? God allows tests. It's biblical. Zechariah 13, 9. I will bring the one-third through the fire, speaking of the children of Israel, will refine them as silver is refined and test them as gold is tested. They will call my name and I will answer them. I will say, this is my people, and each one will say, the Lord is my God. Did you catch it, though? And test them. Because the testing of our faith produces what? Perseverance. When those tests come, know that he's not punishing you. He's drawing the imperfections out of you. That's amazing. The test in our life should drive us to trust in the Lord. Because when we trust in the Lord, God will hear your cry. We already heard that he listens to your cries. And through trusting in him, he will do what? He will direct your path. God will take care of you. Direct your path means God's going to take care of you. In the time of testing, remembering, remembering to continue to trust in the Lord. Because when we are in that test, when we are going through that trial... We know that God has brought us to it and that God has a a, a good thought and good thoughts towards us because he loves us, not just because, oh yeah, they're good people, but because of his deep passion and love for you, he cares for you and he's going to carry you through that test. So remained as an empty jar, filled though, so you're not really emptied, you're emptied of self, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And as you're going through those tests, remember eight, Romans 8.38, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, 
to those who are called according to his purpose. Knowing that in that test, in the, and here it is, these people are being tested. If that's not a test, I don't know what is. You just got done changing and repenting to the Lord, and here comes knocking on the door the Philistines who you were afraid of, who you were crying out after God in the first place. And here's the test. Are you going to remain faithful? Are you going to turn to Jesus? Are you going to empty yourself and let him fill you up? And are you going to serve him? Because when you do, he's going to bring deliverance. And whatever that test is, it's going to be for your good. It's going to work for good. And good is what God did for Israel. Because of their trust in him, he defeated the Philistines. And good is what God does for us. The second thing we see in this, this passage is the, the lamb, the lamb, the lamb that is offered by Samuel. And what is that representing? That is representing communication to the Father. The lamb is given, and then he offers up the prayer to God. God then receives the offering, and he hears the pr- prayer of Samuel, and then he responds of the prayer of Samuel. He responds to the prayer. Jesus Christ is the one who is sacrificed. And because of Jesus, then guess what you and I get to do? We get to communicate to God because of the Lamb. The Lamb that was offered and sacrificed, we get to then come and petition the Lord, give our, our, pray, our prayers to God, and God then hears them, and then God responds to them. Because of Jesus Christ, the Lamb, the mediator. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So by the cleansing we receive through the blood of Jesus, we now can come to the throne of God with our petitions, and God then will hear them because of the Lamb. The Lamb is the key. You want your prayers to go to the heavens, then you must come to Christ. You gotta go through the lamb, the offering. He's the mediator. He's the one who allows the prayers. It's like he's the door. I think that's biblical. He's the door. He's the way. No one can go to the Father except through him. Same thing applies to our prayer life. Our prayers go through Christ, and he knows the heart. Third thing we see is the importance to give thanks. Samuel gave thanks to the Lord for what he had done, for what God had done. How often do we petition God, you guys, with our needs? Daily. But how often do you say thank you? Despite the answer even, how often do you say thank you? Do you say thank you in the nose? That one's hard. But we need to give thanks to God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Made known, make known his deeds among the peoples. 1 Chronicles 16.8 When is the last time you've given thanks and you've made known the deeds of God to the peoples? Share about what God's doing. Share about what he's doing. By doing so, you're glorifying God. Pastor Eric will continue teaching through the book of 1 Samuel the next time you join us. As you've been listening today, perhaps some questions have come to mind. If so, we'd like to help. 
Just email your questions, comments, or prayer requests to info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. We'll be sure to prayerfully respond because it's our desire to help you on your journey as you're seeking to walk with Jesus. You can also post your comments or questions to our Facebook page. Just search Facebook for Grace to the Hearers Radio and join the conversation. And if you can't find a church near you that's teaching through the Bible verse by verse, please let us know. We may be able to help you connect with a Bible study in your area. And we'll certainly add you and your community to our prayer list as it's our desire to see God's Word being simply and systematically taught in every community. Again, you can contact us by email at info at gracetothehearers.com or give us a call at 520-723-7047. That's 520-723-7047. And please don't worry if you haven't been able to write down this information. All of this information and more is available at our website, gracetothehearers.com. That's gracetothehearers.com. Log on and get to know us better. Join us next time as Pastor Eric continues to proclaim grace to the hearers from the book of 1 Samuel. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers.